Welcome to Vine and Fig Tree again this week. Um, what we want to talk about today is something that seems to be lacking in this day of turmoil. And we need to see godly Christian leaders uh, being examples to the flock of righteousness, peace, and joy. Now let's take a look at what it says in the scripture about leadership and some examples of great leaders. In 1 Timothy 3.1, it says, This is a faithful saying, If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. And the position of a bishop, that word bishop, can be elders. It's relating to church leadership in the body of Christ. And then we find out how church leadership is to work in Luke 22.25-27, as Jesus is explaining it to his disciples. He's just washed their feet. And he said to them, the king of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Servant leadership is a mark of a really true believing leadership in Christ. And in 1 Peter 5, 1 through 11, the elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So we see that we're to learn to be, as leaders in the body of Christ, examples to the flock. Now, in Proverbs it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So if we want to be wise leaders, then we have to walk with wise men. And we want to take a look at the epitome of eldership. And that's found in Revelations. Revelations 4, 1, and it goes like this. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. There was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald, and around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceed lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And then a little later in verse 9, 
Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. What a wonderful picture of true eldership. They are sitting attentive to the Lord God Almighty. They are listening to the wonderful examples of the living creatures shouting, Holy, Holy, Holy. And they are part of the worship. They cast themselves in humility down on the floor before the throne. And they also take their symbols of authority and cast them to the Lord before his throne, showing that they recognize that their position is not because they're such great individuals, but it's all because of God's greatness. They truly worship the Lord God, for he has created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So we see that part of being a an responsible and godly elder is to recognize your humble position in life that you are a servant, a bond slave, as it were. Then we see another part of the elder's duty in Revelation 5, 1 through 10. And, it, and I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, where the prayer, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Let's look at this for what we see about eldership. First of all, John is crying and an elder comes up to him in his distress and says, do not weep. And then he points John to what is the reality of the circumstances. He says, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to open the scroll and loose its seven seals. And then it was as if John's eyes were open to the truth, as encouraged by this elder, he saw the lamb that had been slain. And then as the lamb takes the book, the elders fall down before the lamb, again in worship, worshiping Jesus, and each had a harp. 
Isn't that amazing? God loves music. God loves godly music. He does not like the admixture of rock and roll with the body of Christ. Now, they also had golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So what goes on in heaven that these 24 elders are carrying the prayers of the saints? There is a certain responsibility that's been given to them that we can't even fathom. How the elders would gather those into a bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and present them to God. This is an amazing part of eldership that we are to encourage our brothers and sisters in prayer. And remember, dear hearts, prayer is not the least thing we can do. It's the most we can do. And it's a requirement of walking in the kingdom of God. Then in Revelation 7, 11 through 17, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Again, God is examining John. Do you know what's going on here? And as John explains to the elder that he doesn't, but he recognizes where the truth is coming from, he says, sir, you know. So the elder then explains to him what's going on, what this represents. These people in white robes, they've come out of the tribulation and made their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. Remember, we overcame Satan by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb, and that we did not love our lives even unto death. That's what the scripture tells us. Uh, we will be able to endure any kind of tribulation if we are walking in the Spirit of God under the precious blood of Jesus. So again, the elder comes to explain what's going on in the kingdom of God so that John understands so that he can relay it to those of us who read this book. And if we are faithful to read the book of Revelation, we are blessed. And then in Revelation 11:15 through 18, then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who was and who who is, who was, and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Um, that sounds pretty much like a prayer of thanksgiving. And that's what it is. God is being recognized by the elders who are fully attuned to what the Holy Spirit is doing in the earth. 
and he, they are uh, commending God for it and rejoicing in the fact that God has sent a Savior who is faithful and true and who saves all of mankind, whoever will, and whoever calls upon his name. And they're recognizing the wonder of this whole story of life in Christ. And so, brothers and sisters, if you're in tune with leadership, if you're, if you're in leadership, remember, it starts with humility and recognizing that no elder is to lord it over the flock, but by being a good example of life in Christ to show the light of Christ in our words and in our deeds. And then we will be able to encourage others to take their place of leadership in their due season. So, be blessed in Jesus Christ this week and beyond. Amen.